you know, and just just as you started talking about sexiest comedians, I realized I don't know if you could tell, but I think I got like a piece of broccoli or something caught in my tooth. Can you see? <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> I think you're clear. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Top Fives with Don Sill. I'm your host, Don Sill, and we got another great top five in store for you today. It's the top five sexiest comedians of all time. And joining me today is the very funny Mitch Fatel. You could say he has a certain je ne sais quoi. I don't even know what that means, but if it means camel toe, she had a lot of je ne sais quoi. She had an overabundance of je ne sais quoi. One could easily lose their coffee mug in her je ne sais quoi. And as always, everybody, please subscribe, like, and comment. We want to know what you're thinking and who your top fives are. We know you think some comedians are sexy, too. But without further ado, let's get right to this. It's me and Mitch Fatel with the top five sexiest comedians of all time. Now, when I came up with the, the idea for this list, because I was like, if, if I can, if Mitch Fatel agrees to do this with me, what better than the top five sexiest comedians? Because you've been talking about sex and sex being sexy for forever. It's been so, my whole career, yeah. I love having a penis. <laughs> having a penis is kind of like having a friend that always wants to play. So you're an expert. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to ask you too many questions because I was like, let's do this live because I didn't know, do you want me to pick out sexy girl comedians, sexy guy comedians, you know, comedians we would have sex with, comedians we did have sex with. Like, I didn't know. So I was like, well, it'd be kind of more fun, I think, to figure it out live with you. Yeah, I would, I would love all of the above. Yeah, because like I, I had one, sexy comedians is very broad statement and you would first you know you think okay the sex of sexy women we're men so we would think sexy women comedians but also sexy uh you know if i was going to be objective then i would think about uh, male comedians and uh just across the board because um you know like guys like eddie murphy who kind of was I think maybe one of the first heartthrob type of comedians who with his yeah. leather outfit and strutting around and talking the um, you know he wasn't the first one to talk about sex but he was the first one who was like young and he's the first he's like one of the first comedians to not kind of base his whole act on just being self-deprecating talking about that he's kind of a loser and can't get girls like Rodney Dangerfield that had always been kind of the kind of the way comedians were supposed to present themselves and i think we all kind of felt like nobody could ever be a really like you said a heartthrob and be a comedian hey kid i know i'm ugly i stuck my head out the window got arrested for mooning <laughs> and i guess he was yeah probably the first to pull that off to look kind of cool in his leather and stuff you know yeah yeah and then that kind of evolved through the years and and you know if you, you guys like like dane cook pulled it off and his his uh moment in, in the sun there she's naked she pushes me away she scampers back she scampers and then she kind of props herself up like this on the other side of the bed and she's staring at me she's just looking at me like she wants to fight me and then she starts to play with her situation right uh right you know uh he was one of the you know the college girls loved him and all that stuff 
but so and, and there's you know to me too there's there's um you know different types of sexiness of, of what is is sexy because you know you, you have you know attitude you have physical and then right. you have the kavorka you know like i know there's a guy in the news right now i remember working with him maybe on one of his first not first gigs but really really early in his career and i remember and i'll tell you who it was i remember he showed up for the gig and i remember going like man this guy is way too good looking for comedy and, it, and i remember thinking he's way too confident for comedy and he destroyed i did really good too doing my shtick but i remember thinking like this isn't for this guy he's too good looking and he did great and then just took off. My number five would be Joe Rogan. I remember seeing Joe Rogan, like just guy-wise, like going like, that guy's not, like I remember all like being all pissed. Like that guy's not, you're not supposed to be like a strong guy in comedy. And I was like, oh, maybe you can be. Like he just, and then I realized luckily like, He's really one in a billion. Like, there's a reason why he became so famous. Like, you're not going to find a lot of Joe Rogans in the world. And I guess I appreciate him more now that I'm an adult. Just right. how stellar his career has been. If dicks are going to get that big, vagina's going to have to grow too. Yeah! That's what evolution's all about. It's got to fit. The animal has to adapt to its environment. So women's vaginas would grow two, three hundred times the size they are now. The point where chicks could jump off cliffs and parachute to safety. Like giant flying squirrel pussy people. Right, yeah, and he's a, he's a great example because like like you said, he he uh he's you know always was like that from from the very beginning. He comes from a fighting background and all that stuff. Yeah. And then as soon as he took the stage, he he approached it differently, where at that time it was normally um kind of the victims were the were the comedians not the not the bullies <laughs> so to speak not that he's yeah. a bully i'm just saying or the jocks or whatever no, i know yeah, but yeah, yeah and, I, and i wonder if anyone could ever ask him like i wonder if he's ever been heckled because we we because we need our lines of a heckler heckler so you can just beat the shit out of anyone who heckles him i mean he's he's like a black belt martial artist like yeah he's going to be able to beat up anyone who heckles him so i wonder if anyone's Ever haggled him? Are you gonna go bikini or are you gonna go fucking bareback, bro? What do you wanna do? You wanna suck my cock or you wanna be my friend? One is one of them. You either wanna suck my cock, you wanna be me, or you wanna be my friend. It's one of those. Or you wanna compare yourself to me. You know why? Because people that are unhappy in life always wanna shut other people down. That's a weird thing. They never wanna see anybody do good. Yeah. If you are doing good, they wanna go, I'm gonna find the fault. What's wrong? What are you saying? Funny shit with a wallet chain? <laughs> I'm sure he's gotten in some fights. I'm sure he has. I, I yeah, probably. I've seen him. Um, I saw him live years ago at Goodnight's Comedy Club in, in Raleigh, and yeah. he he was heckled by a woman. And oh, he, okay. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him be heckled by a woman as well. Yeah, and those are the only ones that will do it because yeah. <laughs> because the guys what wouldn't you know want to mess with them? Yeah. Boyfriend, I 
yeah, exactly. And I'm assuming it's the stupidest thing to heckle a Joe Rogan show because you're just going to get decimated in front of millions of people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Joe's the kind of guy, Joe, Joe is maybe the most competitive human being I've ever met in my life. And I, you know, like I said, I, I used to work with him on some gigs every now and then. And I remember a gig where <laughs> after the show, an old lady, like 80 came over to him. And this is a totally true story, Don. Like an 80 year old lady came over and was like, and said to him, you're too vulgar for me, you're too vulgar. And I remember he just unleashed on this 80 year old woman, like, well, you're just a fucking cunt. Like, and just started like getting in her face and stuff. And I was sitting there like, Joe, she's 80 years old. She's not supposed to like you. But like, he was so competitive that like, he really did like even her telling him and I sort of got, I thought he's going to roundhouse kick her. Like it was, they were, and, and to this woman's, I guess, courage, she wouldn't let, she wouldn't back down either. You're not burning anybody. That's dopey talk. That's dopey dumb dumb talk. You're not burning people. What are you fucking talk? You're going to burn people? You're an out of shape older woman. You're not burning anybody. I'm in very good shape. I bet you are. Just keep yeah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I know. No, no, fuck, this is dopey shit. And they were like face to face at Carolina Comedy Club. I'll never remember, I'll never forget this. Wow. And I remember thinking like, that guy's gonna be really famous. Because if you're that competitive that even an 80 year old woman, you don't want her telling you, like that guy really wants like to prove he's good. And so maybe it's a demon in his head. Maybe it was just, you know, because He's never talked too much about his parents, at least I haven't heard it, but I know that like one time I think he mentioned something about his dad being very hard on him. Right. And that would explain the competitiveness that he has to prove something. Yeah. And that would explain why he became so strong and, and you know, but you look at him and you're like, the guy is just a star. Like he's just a star. Yeah. And made me realize like, oh, there are levels in everything in life. And listen, have you seen any of this show? And he said, I, I think some of the stuff you're saying is really funny, but I sense a lot of like macho posturing from you. I sense a lot of like bullshit, tough guy stuff. You're totally correct. And yeah, and, li and like you said, he's ultra competitive. And, and uh, I, I think too, even at the time when he was extremely successful with Fear Factor, I, I think he, he wasn't satisfied with that because he felt like it dumbed him down. Mm -hmm. And I think he, he set out to prove anybody who thought that wrong and then went to the next level. Now here he is with this this podcast. He's probably yeah. one of the the biggest, you know, most important voices out there right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like the guy that I saw like years ago, like he's setting COVID policy now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how can you get that big that like the government is like fight? It's just he's just a gem. I mean, I would, I I hope he has me on his show one day because i would want to tell him that like he's kind of become a lot of people's heroes and he's he's a he's just a special human being we are all a calculation we're all an ongoing on-running calculation of all the interactions you've ever had with all the people you've ever met and you do a bunch of things that people like and start doing more of that You're like i'll do more of that <laughs> so yeah joe rogan great pick for for number five um my my number five i i also went with a, a man as well uh just because i think when you talk about sexy sexy comedians or sexual comedians 
you know, we mentioned him earlier. You, you can't deny Eddie Murphy and his yeah. uh, and what he brought to the table. He changed yeah. the game. I think you're right. I don't know if I can remember anyone before him that was like known as a sexy comedian. Like there were comedians that were sexy because they were they were insecure, vulnerable, but just kind of like, I remember, and I guess it was, I don't remember which one it was, but he's just strutting back and forth on the stage. And it looked like it could have been like, yeah, it looked like it could have been like a, a strip club show, like a male stripper. Like it was just, yeah, I, and you're right. And he was funny too. So I think that's, that's kind of that point as a guy where you're like, Okay, I guess there are people more talented than me. Like he's good looking and he's funny. Like you gotta give it up. So. Yeah, Eddie had all all of those things. Like he had the the, the confidence on stage, yeah. which which is, is is sexy. He had the looks, the, the leather outfit, all that, and then he had that Kavorka. Uh, and then, he, like you said, then he was funny and he joked about his sexiness. Like he had that whole bit in Delirious. He's like, I'm 21 years old now. I fuck. These the fuck years for me. Like I, this, I'm 20. I'm in my sexual prime. This, I fuck now. He just gets into all that. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of, and you can hear the girls howling, and when he says it. Yeah. You know. Boy, what a first. You're right. I mean, it's just like, you know, you're. I mean, we started out saying this is kind of like you know silly, like, but it is true. Like, there's, it's amazing that there are people that kind of like took on the status quo. And we're like, no, I don't, ha I don't have to play by those rules that we have to be Rodney Dangerfield, and we don't have to be. You know, I remember there was always this story about, um, about uh, uh, what you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, it's gonna kill me now. God, uh, it came into my head. One of the old guys, Henny Youngman. Uh, you know, Henny Youngman used to was a goofy looking guy, but did you ever hear the rumor he had the biggest penis in comedy? Yeah, <laughs> him and and. Um... Oh, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Milton Berle. That's who I, I'm talking about. Not yeah. any young man. Milton Berle's who I'm talking about. It, same genre, same, same genre, whatever, like the cats. Right, yeah. same time period, yeah. Yeah, and Milton Berle was a goofy looking guy, but he apparently had this humongous fucking hammer. Are you talking about my endowment? All I can say is that I'm still working on it. And, and like, I remember hearing that going like, yeah, but he's still a goofy looking guy. But like Eddie Murphy was the first to go, like, I, don't, I can still say like I'm fucking sexy and I don't have to act like I'm not, like I'm, I don't have to be the victim like you said. So looking back, him and Rogan both, you know, kind of took on the establishment of what you're supposed to be as a comedian. And still to this day, I think people are more comfortable comedians that are self-deprecating but every now and then, like one of those guys breaks through and you got to give it up. You got to go like, okay, you did something really cool, you know? I get in the bed. <laughs> I get in the bed. But think about it, when you get in the bed, would you rather have somebody say, oh, make love to me or grab the back of your head and say, fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> Just fuck motherfuck me, goddamn yeah, I agree. And I think it, it definitely takes a special person to be able to break that mold. Because I, th I think yeah. that as an audience member, you you want that that guy up there that's the everyday guy, that's the loser, that's, you know, doesn't get, doesn't win all the time and, and you know, gets the, 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 sm the smaller piece right. of the pie and you right, can right. laugh at him. But then there's always that 
that, that one person that, you know, you, uh, that you admire that kind of thing where he's, he's the winner. He's the opposite of all that. And I think, yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and I think it takes a certain kind of talent. I think it takes a certain kind of, oh, can you still see me? I'm just trying to make this full screen. Oh yeah. I see you. I think it takes a certain kind of talent to take that on and go, and, and then actually make people come over to your side. It, you know what it's like, kind of, Don? It's kind of like uh, when you want to hate a sports figure because he's either on an opposing team or... And then there comes a point where you're like, okay, I can't... Like, okay, Tom Brady's the best. Like, right. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't pretend that it's because he didn't inflate the balls all the way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly. My wife and I, like, we were big Broncos fans, and and uh, and we just used to talk about Tom Brady's the cheater. Tom Brady's that, and then one day we're like, okay, he's probably the best quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, is that what? Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, uh, and I think that's almost a great moment as a human being, because it almost challenges your preconceptions of things, and it makes you a better person. And I think it makes the world clearer for you and for other people as well. Exactly, man. Well put. Goonie Google. What the fuck does Goonie Google mean? Buddy? All right, so I know you're kind of going off the cuff here. Yeah, uh, who do you have for number four? Who do you think of number four? Number four is not really known yet, but I, I think she's going to become known. I think she's going to be very famous one day, and she's genuinely hot. And she's so hot, she was just in Hustler magazine. Her name is Karen Feehan. I think I know her. So she's she's a, a New York comic, right? New York comic. She, she, she has, I think, the Joe Rogan. She has that. She has something that's undeniable. I've worked with her a couple times. The first time I ever worked with her, a lot of people came to my show. And I didn't know why. She was opening for me. And I looked, and on Instagram, she had put a promo video of her and her panties and her bra, like, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember going like, okay, that's not a comedian. That's just like a freaking, that's like a piece of art. <laughs> and then and then she did the show, and she's fucking edgy and funny and takes on, and, and says things about how hot she is on stage. I hump a lot. Do you guys hump? <laughs> you guys hump. Or you guys, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm really good at it. I'm really good. It's one of my things. I have to be on top, though. I'm always on top. That way, it's easier for me to give high fives to the imaginary people in my room. And she says, like, I'm the hot girl, whatever. And I'm like, but she says it. And you're like, you can't help but go, like, yeah, she's Joe Rogan as a female. Like, she's going to. So my shout out to her. God, I want to sex with her yeah. so bad. She's so hot. She is hot. She's She has a very sexual aura yeah. too just the way she carries herself the way she talks um the way she looks at you like uh, not that yeah. she's ever looked at me directly but the way she looks at the audience it's very sexual she is very funny uh if you go on her instagram people watching you can probably a see a few ass pics <laughs> yeah, yeah. she posts a lot she's very yeah. proud of her ass yeah tons of her ass she, she was just in hustler she's got an only fan she's unabashedly like i'm hot i got a great body I'm funny. She did this thing with the, there was a show where she just put down a fat girl. like yes. And it was like, and people were hating on her. And I was like, I don't think you get it. Like, 
The fact that you're hating on her makes her more brilliant. I will not wait to live my life, and I will assert that I am a worthy human being and that I deserve basic respect. That is what fat people want. Somebody who says people that they're know. happier than they're ever, they've ever been, you sure cry a lot. So I look at her and I'm like, five years, you watch, like. Yep. I agree with you, and and that that, that thing with the fat, she, 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 this is like before the cancel culture was really heavy duty. Right. Like they were trying to cancel her for the like uh, fat shaming and all that stuff, but but she, you know, moved right through that barrel, right through that. But yeah, there's some people that can do that by sheer talent and sheer like, you know, I remember the days I worked for Howard Stern when Howard Stern would be canceled, saying he was, and I mean he's not good anymore, but back then in the old yeah. days he was able to like just laugh it off and karen does that too and there's nothing that pisses off those cancel people more than like people just not going along with them and i love it i love it i just think you have a wall up and you're just full of excuses and you can cry and you can say you're happy i just don't buy it you're not going to convince but me but there you go i just like, don't how, believe how, it how do i need you That's to buy it. my own life because yes. i hate those people with such a passion yes so to see someone like karen just taking it on and not posting apologies and going like, this is who I am, like me or not like me. And those people hate that they can't engineer who's gonna like those people, so they get pissed off. It's like those idiots that protest Louis CK. If I wanna see Louis CK, I'm gonna see Louis CK, okay? Right, like, exactly. So exactly. it's beautiful. Excellent, great pick, great pick. Karen Freehand. There's a moral there. <laughs> don't, flush your, don't flush your baby down the toilet. You'll <laughs> be screwed. My next pick, my number four, is in the same wheelhouse as as Karen, uh, I believe, and that's uh, Natasha Leggero. Leggero, yeah. Yeah, she she radiates um, sex appeal, and she always has that look in her eye, the bedroom eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she, and uh, she kind of looks like she she's the type who would who would cheat, you know. But <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, she does. She looks like she would cheat, and then you, but she'd make you laugh about it. Like she, she'd cheat with you, she'd ruin your family, but she'd make you laugh at the same time that you're losing your family. Exactly. <laughs> how do you even make a diamond? The only way I know how to make a diamond is to jerk off an old man. We could have her totally wrong. She could be the most, yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's what she exudes. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I love her comedy, and, and uh, yeah. you know, she, she's she's just brilliant. I think she has great material. She's great uh, writing, uh, stage presence, her cadence, everything about her is great. And, and she's she's not afraid to to go head on into sexual topics. I don't think she ever gets as raunchy as some of her counterparts. You know, some of her, uh, her equals out there. Right. But um, but she definitely rides the line. And and she's you know I know she's you know recently married, had babies, and all that. Yeah. But I think she still is uh, one of the most sexy comedians that, to come around. And My friends who have babies can't do anything. You can't go out at night. Having a baby is like a DUI from the universe. <laughs> and in the same vein that we were saying, like, I actually think that's got to be, and I'm never a guy that goes, women have it harder and all that shit. But I will say this, like, to be sexy, and make it as a comedian has got to be harder because the women are not, they tend, they're going to tend to not laugh at you because they don't want to, it's like, 
it's like women going to a strip club with their husbands. Like they don't want you to be attracted to the woman upstage. And that's why usually it's been the women who historically like, and maybe the same thing with the guys. Maybe like the guys don't want the guy on stage to be. I know that one of the reasons I'm successful is that like, or semi-successful is that like, women and men can laugh at me because I'm not really, even though I talk about how I want to have sex with their wives and stuff, I'm not really threatening. <laughs> five, five, I'm adorable. <laughs> I'm not really threatening. It's so hard to have sex with girls. <laughs> they're, they're always so like, no. <laughs> Although I'm just a perv, but you know, uh, so, I would assume even for Natasha, it's even harder because of that same thing, you know. Yeah, because the the, the guy goes to the to the club with his wife, and he's watching this together. That she could, the wife could watch him literally falling in love with her as he's watching yeah. the set. Right. Like my girlfriend's convinced that her boyfriend broke up with her because of her bad karma. I'm like, did you ever think that maybe your boyfriend dumped you because you got fat? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to know that you're, although you do want to know, I guess. I guess it's like you want to know that your husband or wife or girlfriend or boyfriend want to have sex with the person on stage. And, you know, maybe you don't want to know, but you kind of know inside. And maybe that person is so confident that you have to admit, like, okay. Because I think, Don, don't you feel like as a guy, and maybe girls go through similar things, you get to a stage where you realize, like, okay, I'm not the sexiest guy in the world, and I don't have the biggest dick in the world, and I don't, I'm not the best lover, but I may, and if a girl wants to fuck me, you know, but I don't have to be the best anymore. So I think that that's almost where you kind of come full circle, and then you can start laughing at people like that, you know? Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's that's well said, and and, uh, and that's the thing, you know, that's always the thing with, with, with like, we, we keep going back to, is that comedians aren't supposed to be sexy. Right. But but now we're in this this new era, right? Especially with with women. I mean, almost I would say at least 75% of the female comedians are all extremely attractive nowadays. Yeah, there's definitely a good amount of them, sure. Yeah. So, you know, we we've cut we've come a long way in that regard, I guess. So, we got that going for us. Yeah, so now it's time for your number three. Do you, who do you got yeah. for number three, Mitch? And number three is Whitney Cummings. Nice, great pick. And I'll tell you why I, I picked Whitney for number three. I picked Whitney for number three because Whitney is very pretty on camera and stuff, but I worked with her. I opened for her about two or three years ago somewhere. We did a theater show together. I was, and and when you see her in person, it's kind of like, have you ever like seen someone in person and you're like, oh, I get it. You guys are animals, fucking animals. But it's not your fault. It is actually not your fault. I just read a study that guys think about sex at least every five minutes, which is not even like funny. This is like, it's like sad. It's like you have a mental illness, you know? Whitney has a look. You were talking about Natasha's look. Yeah. But when she looks at you, so, so I remember meeting Bill Clinton back in the day, maybe right after he was president. I was working for The Tonight Show. 
Right. And and I didn't even like Bill Clinton. And he looked at me and I was like, I love Bill Clinton. <laughs> and what and what people always said is that when he looked at you, he made you feel like you were the most important person in the world. He has these really beautiful blue eyes. And I remember he looked at me and he was like, hey, whatever. And I was like, okay, I like Bill Clinton. <laughs> his, his wife made my dick fall off. But he he was just a good looking guy, not just engaging. I, I put in it, I put Whitney in that same thing. When I met Whitney, she has these very interesting eyes. Have you ever worked with her? Never worked with her, but I, I know what you're talking about. They're like, very bedroomy. Yeah. And, and I was thinking to myself, like we are we are both peers and I can't look at her with love in my eyes, but I remember like going like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I could kiss her. Like I think I would just, <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, she was, and she went on. She destroyed. She kills, and she's got a likability about her, and she's just, you know, sexy as shit. So the reason you guys think about sex all the time is because women are gorgeous. When you guys see women, of course you want to have sex with them because all women are beautiful. We're not as obsessed with sex because you guys are fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. You're hideous. Your penises. How dare you with those things? She's the full package as well, Whitney Cummings. Yes. And, and and I'm I remember her you talk about Howard Stern. I think she was on like Howard Stern had a contest of the, yes. the hottest comedians or something like that. She I think she won it. Oh, I think she won. I think you're right. Yeah. Was it or it was her or April Macy? One of them won. Yeah. Or yeah. Even both of them, I don't know. Yeah. They might he might have done one or maybe did two of them. Because I remember April Macy also had won it as well. Yeah, 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 she had one, so. Yeah. I think she did, I don't remember, but whatever. Right, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, Whitney Cummings uh, is another one who um, who just kind of radiates sex appeal, um, yes. just from her face. And then when, you, like you said, like from her eyes, it just comes out, she's just a beautiful woman. Right. And then the rest of her, she's, you know, got a, a great body, a great way about her. Yes. Um, and and her style, joke telling, her her, she, her confidence as well. I think that comes from you know being in control. Like she's produces so many television shows, and she's comes from a place of power almost. Yeah. And I think yeah. that comes yeah. through. Like she's like. <laughs> That's a good know. way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, great, uh, great number three. And, but yeah, and so when I did work with her, like it was very weird. That it's very rare I've worked with someone that I thought like, okay, I'd be with my family for that. If like I kept thinking like if Whitney said like, hey, before the show, I like someone to fluff me and go down on me, <laughs> like, and I was her opener, so it'd be like, so you kind of have to do this. I'd be like, well, if I have to, you know, <laughs> I want to help out the headliner. Like, <laughs> You know, whereas if, you know, any other means that I'd be like, well, I can't do that. I'm married. But I think at this point, I'd be, and I tell my wife, I have to do it. I'm the opener and you, you like our pool. I got to pay the fucking bills, honey. Yeah. I would even just tell my wife, I'm like, have you seen Whitney Cummings? I, I couldn't say no. There was oh, no okay. Yeah. You'll be a little more honest than me. Yeah. If your girl's having an orgasm, she's going, do not fucking move. I swear to God, I'll fucking kill you! Faster! Slower! Kiss me on the mouth, God damn it! Your marriage will probably last a little longer than mine. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right, so that's fantastic. I love Whitney Cummings. Um, my my number three, I, I went with... with uh, uh, when I was young, I, I always loved stand-up comedy since I was a little kid and through the 80s boom and all that stuff. And I had a serious, serious crush on this next one whose whole act, she, she 
labels herself as the, the sex goddess, and it's uh, Judy Tenuta. So wow, I wouldn't have I want to I want to call that. That's I love that you had that because I'm not going to tell you, but my next one is going to be one of those where you're like, huh, okay, and right. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Judy Tenuta. When I was a kid coming up, watching stand-up comedy all the time. Uh, I just loved everything about her, her, her essence, the way she dressed, uh, her jokes, her, even what she would do with the thing with her voice, you're, you know, you pigs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, she had a, a, like a, a dominance a vibe to her. And, uh, you know, she spit her gum at men, you dirty pig and all that stuff. But and there was she, something about her that just get, got you going. Yeah. I'm the kind of woman who sits by the phone and waits for some man to call. <laughs> Crawl for it. That's right, look at you stud puppet. Look at you with your legs open like there's almost any hope. Yes. It was definitely something about her. She had a, a powerful energy, very sexual, and yes. uh, I feel like she she could easily seduce somebody in that character. You know, can't say that I get it. I will say I did fuck Emo Phillips once on the road <laughs> uh, because I thought he was very sexy. Um, she but, is the uh, female emo, yeah. They, well, weren't they married or something for a little while? They might have been. I know they toured together for a long time. So I know there was something between them, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, no, I, I don't get that. I was a big Judy Tuner fan, but I never saw her as sexual. No, no, no. Oh, you know who's kind of hot for me now, though? Donald Trump. Is he? Well, you know what happened? I was on the Trump shuttle. <laughs> yeah, I was riding Trump. And who hasn't been? But. But my next pick is in exactly that same vein where you'll maybe go like, okay. So I'll wait until it's my turn, but- uh, Oh no, go ahead. Okay, so my next pick, very similar to you, goes back to my childhood. And it's gonna be someone that you'll know, but maybe a lot of the new generation doesn't know. Um, she used to go on Letterman all the time. She's known as ugly. People call her ugly. And I remember being so attracted to her that I was like, it, I met her once and I still was like, oh my God, I think I was, I just fell for her and it's Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra, amazing pick. Um, it's not weird to me because she's, uh, well, I'll get, she's gonna, she's my number one. Oh, so I, okay, wow. No, yeah, so this is great. Uh, so I'm Sandra Bernhardt is your number two and- um, Yeah. I agree. Uh, tell me, so tell me why, what makes Sandra Bernhardt, like well, when we, what, do you remember the first time you ever saw her? Yes. So, so when I was a 14 or 15 year old boy, I had a really bad home life. My mom and dad fought all the time. They didn't particularly like me. I didn't like them, but I had this one routine and I'll admit it to you and your audience. I had this one routine when they went to bed, nighttime was mine. From 12.30 to 1.30, I would watch The Letterman Show. And from 1.30 to 2.30 or 3, I'd watch porn. 
because I could get away with it. My parents were asleep. I put in a videotape and I'd watch all the porn back then. Anyway, for some reason, so that was my sexy time almost. And I remember seeing Sandra Bernhardt come on and she held herself and she was slim and sexy and kind of like would come on to Dave and like they would all joke about how ugly she was and stuff and she had these big lips, but I just found her like, I don't know what it was, but there was something just dirty about her. And I liked porn stars and she took, and I could like picture her as a kid, like doing stuff to me and going, come on, you give it to me. Like I could just picture it. And, and, and she was mean, but sexy. Slave to the rhythm, slave to the rhythm. And I, I worked with her once. I saw her once somewhere and I was, I had problems talking to her because it brought back that childhood attraction. Man, that's uh, so great that you said that because I, I had the same thing. For, for me, I, I remember the first time I saw her, definitely on the Letterman show and all that, but yeah. uh, what, what I think the turning point for me was when I definitely was extremely sexually attracted to her was, was when um, the King of Comedy in that movie with okay. uh, with De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Yes, and, yes. And they kidnapped Good Jerry job. Lewis. Good yeah. Job. <laughs> and they tie Jerry Lewis up. Yeah. And she's she seduces him when she starts singing to him and she's uh, kissing him and stuff. He's all tied up and gagged. Right. And, and <laughs> but I just remember thinking, oh my God, this woman is so friggin' sexy. And then as I think I, maybe because we were kids she seemed in control and it had kind of, she had that look of like, every little boy's fantasy is you're mowing the lawn and the mom answers the door and she's not that attractive, but she's sexy. She's like, get in here, I'm gonna do something. You know, like Sandra had that about her. Let's do something crazy tonight. Just get insane. I wanna be crazy. I wanna be nuts. I want some fun. God damn it, my doctor says, don't have any fun. You can't have fun, no. You're not allowed to have a good time. You can't get crazy. See, I have to be in control. And I like being in control. But you know, for one night, I'd like to see myself out of my head. Wouldn't you like to see me out of my head? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fabulous? And like, you talk about Kavorka, like that essence, there's something that you that they just radiate that yes. you, you can't capture in a photograph or right. you can't explain it. There's just something sexual about that right. person. And, and some people have that Kavorka. And I think she has that, right. that also. And, and also she, just the way she carries herself, her, her confidence exudes, uh, her fearlessness, uh, even the way she would handle Letterman on those things. She yeah. never was afraid of him. She, you know, she would just uh, give it right back to him. And, um, you and know, sexuality I, was so, outwards and it kind of proved to you that you don't have to be typically beautiful or typically sexy to be sexy. And I remember thinking, I wonder if Lennon's attracted to her because like, I could just see her with those skinny legs jumping on me. And he used to put her down if you look back, like he would put her down about how like, kind of ugly she was in a weird sort of way. And a lot of people did that. Right, yeah. Uh, you're, you're a very attractive woman and uh, I- That's something I can't get used to. No, you are, you, mu you must know that. Sometimes I do, and I look in the mirror at a certain angle, I go, guys, you are lovely. <laughs> and then I look at another angle, I go, you're frightening. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but you're, um, you have uh, very unique beauty. I mean, you're, you're not, uh... no, no. I wonder if she embraced that, if that hurt her. Now, these are the things that as you become adults, you go, I wonder if that person could ever just talk honestly about like, yeah, I always hurt my feelings, but I just did, this is why I dealt with it that way, you know, and stuff because I I was never considered attractive, but when I was becoming a successful comedian, girls would be like, oh, he's 
so hot because I would, when I was on stage, would be like, no one was fucking me when I worked at Denny's. So they make you into something when you're on stage. And so I wonder if Sandra Bernhard knew that, like, you know, knew. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that the more she was put down probably gave her more uh, strength to, to become even more sexy. Oh yeah, you, you want to think, you oh, want to yeah. call me ugly? Well, now, you know, she puts it on a little bit and then all of a sudden you want to fuck her and you're like, and you know, she's like, told you, you know what I mean? Like I showed, yeah, I showed them yeah. type of thing. And I, I wonder if she's, I picture her as amazing in bed. Imagine if you found out like she wasn't even good in bed, but like, was that just an attitude? Was it a little girl that was like, felt sad inside trying to be outward? Like, you know, you know, as you grow old, you realize there's so many psychological issues, but like, I loved her and I still love her. Like I, I said, when I met her, I was almost breathless. I almost wanted to kiss her. I was so nervous. <laughs> and she was hard. She was weird when you met, like, big lips and just yeah. you know, very attracted to her. Yeah. And she got a, a jazzy way about her. Like, yeah. I can see her, like, you Good know. way to put it. it you know, like, incense light burning and just this guy. I just always yeah. picture her, like, in this kind of vibe. And I love you, I love you, I love you like never before. Great pick there. So now I'll go with my my number two. I'm gonna go with the Ali Wong. Um, Who's the girl who did the pregnant special? Yeah, she does the pregnant yeah. specials. She's um, yep. she got almost a Sandra Bernhardt thing going in a weird sort of way. She's very outwardly sexy. She's outwardly sexy. The way she carries herself, her, right. her uh, sense of humor too. Um, she's got a glow to her when she performs too. Like if you watch her, just the way she, she she's similar to Eddie Murphy in that way, the way she paces the stage and, uh, and yep. just c confronts um, the sexuality. I'm just gonna let it all grow out. I'm just gonna let it cha-cha-cha-chia. Because it takes too long to trim. It takes an hour. I don't have an hour to just. You have to take off your pants and then you stand over the toilet and you lower your eyeglasses like Angela Lansbury and just trim, 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 chimney, trim, chimney, trim, trim, trim. I do think that she's very sexual and sensual on stage as well. It, and. It, even when she she has specials when she's not pregnant, but even when she is pregnant, she still kind of has carries that, and that's even harder to do. Yeah, and I think what you're bringing up is a great point, which is people don't realize that like comedy and comedians isn't just about like saying funny stuff. It's a charisma, it's a presence, it's a confidence, and she has all of those. She's just got something that is really sexy it's almost like and i'm not putting them down it may sound like this is a put down but it's not it's just the only way i can put it as male which is if you've ever gone into a strip club there's strippers that just kind of sit and dance and don't really and just go like oh. and then there's strippers that just own it they walk around with a certain aura about them that you're almost nervous getting a dance with them giving them your money right like, <laughs> you know my wife and i have been to strip clubs before my wife likes to go to strip clubs with me and there'll be girls that are so, that make my wife and I think that they like us, like that they want to come home with us. Right. And my wife, like, well, every now and then if she drinks, she'll do something like that. She'll bring a girl home with us, whatever. It's rare, but. Nice. 
it's rare, so I don't want to, it's rare, but yeah, when it happens, it's an amazing moment. If she's in the mood and, the, and a hot stripper and says like, I want to come home with you guys, which has happened, but not a lot. So I don't want you to think I'm a hero. It's just, it has happened. And uh, the fact that it's happened makes you my yes, hero right it now. It makes you kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so we've been at clubs where a girl was talking to us and my wife, Jess, will be like, she likes us. I'll get her home with us. And then we'll say like, hey, here's our number. Give us a call. And then the girl will never call. And then Jess and me will be like, ah, she got us. She had us. And and she made us think she liked us. And me and Jess always go like, we're never pissed at that. Because we're like, if she's that good that she made us think that we were special, then she did her job. Right, right. <laughs> we're like, that's kind of cool. So Ali Wong has almost that, she makes you think that like, she's going to like you and she's going to be fun with you, but it's just, but it's an act and it's a like, presence that's very, very undeniable. And I get that, you know? I once hooked up with a man who refused to put it in the back. Yeah, he refused. I was like, you're an idiot, dude. Do you realize that if I went on Craigslist and posted tiny Asian female seeking anal, the website would crash? That's awesome and a great way to put it. And you are my hero now officially, by the way, too. I'll send you some pictures. <laughs> yes. Me and my wife having sex with pregnant Ali Wong. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we're already at the number one spot already, okay. Mitch. So who's who's your number one? It was easy for me. I'll explain why. You'll probably understand it, but I'll give you some also reasoning. My number one is an easy one. When you told me this, it came up immediately. My number one sexiest comedian in the history of the world is Sarah Silverman. Yes, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman still, still to this day, I believe she is an absolute diamond of a person. She's just rare. There is a sexiness in the way she looks, in the way she acts, in the way she talks, and she's fucking funny. I mean, I just can't believe that God gave so much to one human being. I noticed there seems to be um, semen on the, uh, I think it's called a duvet. Comforter. And also um, there's also some on like the nightstand. <laughs> Also, I noticed there's cum all over my tits. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I started out with Sarah, and Sarah gave me the best compliment that she probably doesn't remember, and it stuck with me <laughs> through my entire life. Has anyone ever said something to you in school, a girl said something to you, and you're like, they don't even know that you just for the rest of your life, like said, like a hot girl touched you, was like, you're so funny. And they don't know that that's gotten you through like the hardest times in your right, life. Right. Well, I came off stage once at the comedy store in California and and Sarah just leans over and she whispers in my ear, do you know that when you're on stage, every girl wants to fuck you? Sarah said that to wow, me. Nice. And I didn't know it and I don't think it was true. But what I knew is that at that point, Sarah was attracted to me. And do you know that like, I still was like, oh, okay, thanks. And just walked out. Like I could have said like, well, what about you, Sarah? Like right. <laughs> I had your Rogan or freaking confidence. 
but I, I didn't. And I, you know, and looking back now, I know she slept with every comedian and she's proud of it. And maybe I could have been in there, but I was just too nervous because she was just, she was to me the cool girl in high school. Yeah. And, uh, and that stuck with me forever that she said that to me and, and, and gave me a lot of confidence that I never had. And it is true, when I was on stage, I was a different person. I had this vulnerability that I think a lot of girls noticed and liked and wanted to fuck me because they wanted to, because I was so sweet that they almost wanted to corrupt me kind of thing. Right, so, right. That's the thing I, mean, I love about you, with your act, with what you do, is it's very sexual, very, very dirty in a lot of ways, but yet it's innocent because of the way you yeah. portray it. And that's the yeah. beauty of what you did. And that's what makes it funny too. And that and that's just your, when I watch your stuff, dude, it, it's timeless. It's always Thank funny. But I like small breasts. They're sexy. They have more personality. Small breasts are like, hi, can I help you with something? <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm just looking. Yeah, and man. I'm, and I'm a dad now, and I'm married, happy, conservative dad. But I got to tell you, the one thing I want to give to my kid that I look back on now is like, I wish I would have been nicer to myself because I do look back at that and I'm like, man, that was pretty cool to pull off what I pulled off. But you don't know you're pulling it off, you're just living your life. You know, like, I don't know if necessarily Sarah or Joe or any of us back then knew that we were special. We felt it and then, but you know, but we wouldn't, you know, and then you look back and you're like, I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little more. So I appreciate that. But that was what Sarah had. Sarah had this kind of like, she was just above everybody else. And, and, and I remember she said something one day on a roast, someone made fun of her age and she took it like a man. Like she was like, and, but she also admitted in an interview that it hurt her feelings. Well, when I make fat jokes about Jonah, it's funny, but when he makes jokes about being old, that's not funny. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I saw the interview. I'm trying to remember who insulted her. I think it was like Patrice O'Neill or somebody. No, I think it was, yeah, Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah Hill put her, put her down in a roast and said something, and it was hilarious about her being an old comedian. And yeah. she had been hurt her feelings, but she's like, but I gave him a lot of shit and he gave it back to me. Um... <laughs> Seriously, Sarah, you were my favorite comic as a kid. Um, Sarah is a role model for every little girl out there. I mean, every little girl dreams of being a 58-year-old single stand-up comedian with no romantic prospects on the horizon. They all dream of it, but Sarah did it. I remember thinking, you know, and every time I see her still, she says hi to me and she's nice to me and I just, I wouldn't know what to do if she stripped down right now. I would get nervous. Like, I, <laughs> she's just so, she's so perfect to me. I always loved Sarah Silverman also. And um, she's the first, I think to me, the first uh, pretty comedian that would throw the curveballs 
with like shock value where you'd be all of a sudden she would say something about yeah and then my pussy itches or something like that you're like what the holy shit you know and i think she started a whole genre now because if you look at you know uh down the line of of what half of these you know the nikki glaciers of the world are doing now and uh you know yeah and they all take it from her she's the kind of the 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 godmother of that uh kind of i think you know you got moms maybelline you could say argue that shock uh sexual uh shock comedy goes all the way back with women but for a pretty girl to say it from a really pretty girl yeah yeah i completely bonded with a man completely non-sexually the other day isn't that important i was walking out and uh, he was going to pee on the side of my building (laughs) and uh, but nothing was coming out so i went behind him and i went I remember uh, one of her jokes is she's like, I have a friend, and she said to me, does, does, my, does my breath smell like tacos? And Sarah said, I don't know. Do you put shit in your tacos? <laughs> and I remember thinking that was just really ballsy and just the way I can express how much I love this cheese and I honestly have exhausted every other possibility I want to fuck this cheese I want to fuck it oh I don't even want to be the girl I want to be I want to be the ma- I want to fuck it like it's like it's shorter than me I've got to get under it to get into like the tiny cheese pussy oh, that's awesome great uh, number one uh, like I said, my number one pick, I, I agree with, with you on your number two there, Sandra Bernhard. Yeah. Um, I love we, that. Yeah, we covered a lot of Sandra already, but I just, you know, uh, Sandra is definitely, to me, she's an icon um, of comedy. Uh, I, I wish she would get more, like, I wish she would be in the conversation more uh, when people talk yeah. about top rated comedians. I agree. I, I, yeah I agree with that why is she not that's not fair right yeah because she's done a lot and and a lot for female comedians too I think she did bring a sense of uh, uh, sexuality to the table to the stage that might not have been before her you know like like you said that a stripper vibe almost or or very sexual like you know yeah jazzy type of burlesque vibe to the table so um you know i think she she also changed the game and opened up uh you know broke down some walls of what can be done and stand up for especially for women but for for everyone no you you couldn't hear me talking because i wasn't i was doing one of those showbiz Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. And I never saw her act. I don't know necessarily know if she was quote unquote a comedian as much as a presence. I think she was just one of these people that like, she was just so fun to watch and be in the room and you would laugh because that's what you were supposed to do. So maybe she's left out of the conversation because she was never really known for her witty writing. She wasn't even ever really known as just a stand-up comedian. She was so many things, like Joe Rogan is so many things. Right, yeah. Maybe she was in a weird sort of way pigeonholed into like she wasn't ever really known as a comedian but she goddamn straight was i mean if you go on stage with a mic and you you know she's one of these girls that like transcended it almost it's she, she wasn't just a comedian she was a presence you know 
Awesome. Great way to say it. But this could be one of those show business nights that you will never forget. And I don't know why yet, and I'm scared. <laughs> but I feel the tension mounting, building. Somebody's mounting somebody somewhere. So now we got all 10, and now's the hard part, Mitch. This is when we have to put them, we have to break it down into the top, final top five. Okay. And um, so here's the list so far. We have, we started off with Joe Rogan and Eddie Murphy. Then mm -hmm. we got Karen Feehan. Yeah. Natasha Leggero. Then we have Whitney Cummings, Judy Tenuta, Sandra Bernhard, Ali Wong, and Sarah Silverman. And we both agree with Sandra Bernhard. So normally what we do is when we both agree, they get fast-tracked to the final top five. That's easy. That's so we know that Sandra Bernhard will make the, uh, she's she's up, up there now. So now, um, who do you think else should, should make it definitely? Well, let's look at the ones that we both agreed on strongly. We both agreed Sarah Silverman strongly. Yes. So she's gotta be in the top five. I, I think Sarah Silverman definitely makes it. I think she's also, icon status i think she changed the game i think she opened up doors and i think right. there's a lot of women that copied her um or were inspired by her and uh yeah she's definitely trailblazer for sure so yeah so sarah silverman this is turning out to be a really strong list now i'm gonna think we have to take away one or two to get down to that list so the one or two that i would take away are the ones that like we both kind of understood but we didn't necessarily like go 100% in on with the other person. Like for instance, so I would say that like Whitney Cummings, we both agreed, but it wasn't it wasn't a no brainer like a Sandra. So maybe you take out a Whitney. And I would say on my side to take out Natasha because I like Natasha, but I was, I've never thought about her in the, in the terms I've taught, thought about a Sarah or a, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to do that. Cause it's like, they're still gorgeous, insanely funny women, but if we're gonna go we have to go like, which is the ones that we didn't agree with hundred, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think too, um, so I'm looking at the list here and um, yeah, so I, I could understand that. I, I think if you like also there's the, the Judy Tenuta. So if you had to choose between like, um, so we have three, three spots left. Right. Three spots left. I think we got to take out Judy because it never, it did, that didn't do it for me. So. Right. So, yeah. So you weren't on board with, with Judy. But what about now? We got the two guys here, Rogan and Eddie Murphy. All right. So we're going to have to actually say, like, we have to take one of them out because there's only going to be the one guy on the list. So I would say <laughs> that's a tough one, right? They're both kind of like, oh, my God, they both achieved so much and they both known as still good looking guys. I mean. I would say Eddie does have that knock on him and maybe being caught with a transvestite in his car. <laughs> so maybe that brings him down a notch in sexiness for me. Yeah. So it's weird between the two of them. If you put Eddie Murphy versus Joe Rogan, it's, it's tough when it comes to being a sexual, uh, sexy comedian. Because Eddie Murphy kind of was, like we said, like maybe the first one to break that down that wall, and Joe Rogan is the current one. Right. Um, so right. it's it, and and Joe Rogan, um, it, yeah, it's it, it is now the like one of the you know voice one of our generation. Voice of our generation, yeah. 
Yeah, I, that's a that is tough, but I I think that Joe Rogan does edge him out because just barely, just because like you said, he's of you know because he's he's relevant now and Eddie's still relevant too. I, you know, I I know what I'm trying to say. I just don't know. If I'm I know what you're trying to say. Eddie's still relevant, but Eddie's more of like writing icon status, whereas Joe is still kind of like in the game. Right, right. Not that Eddie's not in the game, just that Eddie's more icon status. Madonna's still in the game, but she's not really as relevant as like she would have been back in the day. Right. So so if you had to go singer-wise, Taylor Swift or Madonna, I'd go Taylor Swift. Not that she's more talented, but she's the more relevant kind of, you know, future icon. Right. All right, that makes sense to me. And Does that then, work? yeah, so we, so we go Joe Rogan. So so currently we have Joe Rogan, Sarah Silverman, and Sandra right. Bernhardt have made the list. Okay. I I also, you know, I, I do think I, I love that you put in uh, Karen uh, Feehan. I, I I think she is a rising star. She's she's been in the scene for a long time. First time I ever saw her was a, a roast battle, and I right. and I was like, yeah, I love this chick. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think because I think it would be good to have a rising star on the list. Well, Karen is the one that have, out of everybody I would have sex with if I could. So, I mean, I'm insanely attracted to her. So I would have to say yeah on that. I mean, you know, to the point that even the love of my life, Sarah Silverman, if it was between Sarah and Karen at this point, Karen's going to do much more dirty stuff. And Sarah, if I had to just look at it, yeah. So I'd have to go. I'd have to go. Karen goes wins that one yeah so then that would that would leave one spot ali yeah and and on our list we've gotten rid of it i think that leaves ali wong but i would like to to trade out ali wong for natasha leggero and then that's our five then that will be our five i mean yeah that's an easy one for me i go yeah of course on that one all right yeah. so, we, so so here's here is how we have it now and it's not really an Order Dom's top five. Yes, this is, comedians of all time. This is it, right? Here. So, we have the Natasha Leggero. Why? Why do I keep saying her name? It's Leggero, right? Natasha, Leggero. Natasha Leggero at number five. Karen right. Feehan at number four. four. Number three, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. No, number two, Sarah Silverman. Sarah and Silverman. the number one sexiest comedian of all time is Sandra Bernhardt. I love it. I'm so happy with that list. Print it up. Get a copy over to me. We'll get a copy out to all of them. We'll have them all on the show. Dude, <laughs> great list. And, and uh, you rock, man. Dude, I, I appreciate you doing this. What a great and, list. And what man. I can promise you is nobody in that list would say that we're in their top five sexiest comedians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sandra, uh, what's her name? Sarah Silverman might, might say you are. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, she remembers. Yeah. I mean, maybe in my mind, this may have been a stupid dream that she'll be like, I never said that, but I remember <laughs> it, so I don't know. Well, Mitch, you're the best, man. I appreciate doing this. I had a great um, time. I know you got the, the new the new uh, special coming out, Bad Girls special. Uh, yeah, tell everybody else. December. More importantly, I'm trying to. I'm putting tons of videos on my Facebook site now that are really funny. It's facebook.com slash Mitch Fatel, M-I-T-C-H-F-A-T-E-L. Instagram is at The Real Fatel. Join those two things and watch my videos and share them. That's very important to me, and that would be a great service and favor to me if you guys could share those videos. Excellent. Will do. Uh, and I appreciate you doing this. 
thanks again, every uh, thanks again, Mitch Fatel, for doing this. And uh, you rock, my friend. Right. Bye, guys. Well, there you have it, folks. There's the top five sexiest comedians of all time that me and Mitch came up with. Hope you guys liked it. And please, again, leave your top five list in the comments below. We'd love to read it. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back next week with another top five. <laughs>